talk about some music now let's do here. it let me pour myself another drink really quick <laughs> yeah uh, let me open another beer oh, dude I, oh. have to, I have not one thing i haven't done is get adjusted to uh this extra hour of time difference it's fucking with me so hard yeah i keep waking up I, at like 12 30 but tomorrow i have to get up at like 30. 8 eastern time yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> it's really fucking all right me. yeah i'll be i'll be right back too <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Excuse- I'm sorry, I, I just got distracted by it. You know in Arrested Development when Tobias does this thing where he goes, Excuse? Yeah. <laughs> well, excuse. Yeah. So good. Okay. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Um, we've got another uh, little mini-sode here for you this week. Trying to keep it nice and short and to the point. We've got bigger concepts coming for you. But for now, just a little music. Um, I'm Of course... I'm Adam, and DJ on Mustard, you might know me as, and of course, I'm here with Max, as usual. DJ on Ketchup. Max, say hello. <laughs> DJ on Ryan. It doesn't work. You like your DJ, DJ on, on Mustard is like Dijon Mustard. <laughs> yeah, I get it. DJ on Rhyme, we're like DJ Mustard and the Goy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the morning. Uh, <laughs> we've uh, got three songs each for you this week. Um, oh, I'm DJ Mayo. I'm song. DJ Mayo. Oh, I like that, actually. Yeah, I hate mayo, but I'm white as fuck. For a man from uh, South Chicago. South side. Very white. South south side. How long long DJ mayo ball? All day. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Although, probably not right now, because I can't go to a gym. Thankfully, I'm getting paid to work out out here in the San Juans. um, Kayaking day in, day out. um, Sometimes night in and night out. Uh, occasionally and but, i have uh, tendonitis yeah. behind my right kneecap that sounds bad it's not great uh, i've still been running it's probably not probably not smart that's why i go to art school now yeah you'll never have to run again except for away from bullies so yeah <laughs> max you're you're now moved into new york when we last spoke you were still a chicago boy yes sir now you I, are a new york man now i'm a new yorker yeah i live in uh, i live in brooklyn uh it's like i've been here my whole life uh <laughs> Or two days. It's, it fits like a glove, but not like the OJ kind. It's a natural slide, <laughs> slip and slide right into that glove. No, that's fine. It's been a pretty, uh, you know, it's only been a week, but it's not been, you know, an arduous transition for me. It's kind of a already sort of my natural habitat. So I'm already kind of just like yeah. an, ang- an angry, like, you know, I don't want to talk to anyone on the street. I don't want anyone to even look at me. Oh, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, we all knew like, that Max uh, would fit in well on the East Coast. Well, not everyone. But uh, <laughs> here we are now seeing it. Uh, please, yeah, please. We always knew it fit in well on the East Coast, but now we're seeing it happen before our very own eyes. And I think 
the thing that I'm enjoying most is the disparity between our experiences is growing ever wider. Um, <laughs> now we have a whole extra hour in the disparity of our of our experience. Three hours apart. Uh, long distance is hard. <laughs> <sighs> I get a sad, I I take issue with being in being called an East Coaster because literally the only city I would live in on the East Coast is New York. I would never live in Boston. I would never live in Philly. I would never live in Baltimore. I would never live any of these any of these places. Portland, Maine. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's favorite Portland. I mean, it doesn't have the liberal mob running through it every uh, every night, you know. The liberal I mean, you get mob. a lot of uh, Donald Trump specific YouTube ads. I just want to say I'm I'm tired of it. I mean, we of course this is a podcast about the music. We don't want to hear about the lives of our the details of our shitty personal lives, of course. So I think it's about time we got back to the music. Let's do that now. So I've got three songs that I've picked out. They happen to be all from 2020, um, but that was a coincidence. Wow, staying with the theme. I I have uh, not so accidentally diverged from the theme, so it no longer makes sense as a as a as a conceptual show. But what are you gonna do? Look, concept art is pretentious and stupid. However, next time we will be doing a concept uh, episode. However, <laughs> right now it's done. <laughs> And, and now so we're just going to play whatever. I think after that humor we should uh we should transition into post humor. Oh. There we go. Ah. That's a good segue. Ah. I don't think I could do any better than that. So let's Woo-hoo! let's hear Post Humorous by Gus Dapperton.
Well, hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the three songs I picked out for us today. Oh, boy, uh, I sure did. Oh, that's what I like to hear. I'm honestly mostly here to impress Maxwell. His uh, his cousin isn't Whitney, in case you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> He's very cool. Hi, Malcolm. Um, you're not listening. Hey, I didn't tell if you If you're this listening, one. it's probably not likely, but hello. You'll have to find uh, it on yourself like every other good hipster. Uh, let's just talk really quick about what we listened to. So Post Humorous was the first song we were li- we listened to by Gus Dapperton. These all came out in 2020, so I'm not going to say that again. Um, then we listened did. to Porch Song by Orchid Mantis. And finally, Sirens by Moon Panda. All some very uh, uh, 20-teens uh, indie band bullshit names. So yeah, let's start off with Post Humorous here. Um, honestly, the song is, like, fairly, uh, simple. Like, it's just, like, him hitting some chords. It just has got a great rhythm to it, a great chord progression. It's, I don't know, it's fun. It's a fun song. Good tone to it. I think I like Gus Tapperton's, uh, voice, um, in that, like, he kind of does these, like, kind of more, like, kind of throaty, screamy parts, just kind of mixed in with his normal singing, which is, I think is kind of cool. I think I like the way that it sounds. I think, I think that's a fun I was, I'm glad you brought that right up because that was that was the moment about halfway through that song that sort of like snapped me into attention when I first listened. When he gets that sort yeah. of guttural like, when, yes, except not quite like that. Yeah, I'm close, but I haven't quite nailed the impression. It's more but, musical. <laughs> well, yeah, don't be an asshole. Slightly, but don't have to be a dick yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> oh, I will be. Yeah, I think otherwise, in a lot of ways, it seems like a kind of like pretty standard like it's not not that out of the ordinary but i think his vocal performance is what maybe the thing that elevates it in this because that's really what carries the tune for the most part too mm-hmm. and everything else is kind of like wall of sound in the background i think it comes together really nicely and i think it's cool yeah yeah i like this song too gus tapperton actually got famous for making a song for 13 reasons why uh so that's kind of really? funny that's funny yeah how they find shout out that. Theo, who I know listens to uh, watches. Excuse me, Thirteen Reasons Why, um, <laughs> semi ironically. But anyways, uh, the next song we heard was the Porch Song by Orchid Mantis. It's not the Porch Song; it's just Porch Song. Uh, don't mistake it with the Porch Song. That I can't condone that kind of music. But Porch Song, Orchid Mantis. Orchid Mantis does a lot more like ambient kind of like chill wave sort of stuff but this one has a good beat to it kind of a good rhythm and it's kind of like you can kind of bob your head along with it i would say it's a good like smoking song but i'm always looking for a good smoking song yeah you are i like the just peeking at their at the uh the album covers sort of like the their washed out kind of hazy vibe they have going on i think that fits what you're saying here interesting like artwork and photography that seems like definitely shot on polaroid because you know hipster shit you're a loser otherwise yeah so i think these guys are kind of in the vein of whole the whole like washed out thing uh the, that same kind of music but even more like slow and ambient generally and i think this um the album covers they have here this is like white person crack like <laughs> this is like <laughs> i think white you know what i mean here like this is like this is I like white person crack is all White person crack is called opioids, I think. <laughs> yeah, this is like some fucking oxy for us, okay? Because, like, think about these album covers and these pictures are kind of like 
uh, one of those restaurants that uses reclaimed wood uh, for their furniture or has exposed brick. <gasps> we're all like, oh, like this is stupid gentrified oh, shit, but I'm kind of oh, into mean, it. You mean like, you can't living help it. in my Brooklyn apartment? Exactly. That's what uh, I'm exactly I'm talking about. Like this is the shit that like uh, that, like white people love. They can't help it. Oh, like yeah. we fucking love it. Oh, can I wash mention- out pictures like this? White people love that shit. Can I mention something like, else that white people love? Yeah, let's go for it. The artwork and Moon Pandas singles and EPs, which honestly remind me um, a whole bunch of uh, a famous artist of yours, <laughs> a famous favorite artist of yours. Good old you JSOM. Get, yeah. You're, you're damn right. If this Make Well right. EP artwork doesn't look exactly like that last JSOM album artwork. Yeah. To Orchid. Um, yeah, Orchid Mantis. I know some of their other songs, and they're a lot more like slow and sedate. Sedu- date and melancholy but this one is kind of uh more active and i like it for that um i'm i'm gonna keep probably closer tabs on orchid mantis in the future because it's kind of i've got to the like um a critical mass of songs that i've saved by them on spotify and probably somewhere nearing six or seven so now i have to actually like think about them (laughs) so anyways the uh yeah, and the final song that I picked out today was Sirens by Moon Panda, which I think uh, Max uh, was saying he was pretty into. So uh, let's hear song. what you had to say about it. Good fucking song. I'm going to listen to the rest of this EP for sure. You know, much like Gus caught me out with his vocal performance a bit into the song, the thing that really grabbed my attention. You know, a lot of songs are really good, and you just might it just might not be the moment that it grabs you. Um, the moment this song got me was that first um, sort of solo break, that really wonky guitar tone. Made me think of a uh, um, band I really like called Wilder Maker, which I think I've made you listen to one of their songs. On you know, it's like a song. It's like playing out like a like a just a good solid rock song, and you're maybe not thinking twice until it hits you with like a almost like dissonant, really strange thing. Really grabs your attention in a nice way. And I felt that with the, with these like little solo breaks, um, sort of snapped me to attention. I think I wanna I wanna agree with that too because like a lot of the times when I'm listening to me- new music, I'm doing something else. I have it just kind of into the earbuds, and I'm waiting for something to catch my attention. And you need I definitely a hook, remember right? specifically that it, yeah, it was it doesn't doesn't always it's not always like a catchy chorus or something like that. Sometimes it is just like a whoa, what was that noise I just heard, you know? Um, that seems like, it seems like an unfair concept, but there's so much, so much to listen to. You know, I'm still working my way through my old shit. Like, how am I supposed to keep track of new shit, too? You need, yeah. like, and any that's, something that's just going to grab you. Everything, all the other, everyone's writing good music. There's so much good music. How do you, you know? And it feels kind of bad saying that because, like, I do love songs that, like, it's more about, like, the lyrical content or like what they're trying to say or something oh, like that. But that's not what usually stands out to you on a first listen of music when you're like doing something and just listening to new music. And it's interesting because I think usually when I really, it's only when I like take an artist and like listen to an album a couple times that I start to really appreciate the kind of smaller details or the overall artistry is, but you have to get to that point in the first place and having a hook to kind of bring you in, um, helps with that so you can actually take note of an artist um, just like Gus Dapperton with his voice or these guys with that solo um, something has to hook you in first and then you can appreciate everything a little bit better 
which it's not a super fair way of doing it, but I mean, we are just listening to music. It's like entertainment and um, we're not like professional music reviewers. We're not like, you know, spending a few hours every day in front of like a bunch of CDs that people sent us. Like it's two CDs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way to age yourself. My God. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking kind of about how when I was a DJ at, um, at McAllister, people would still send us CDs to play. Seriously? And, like, I don't think anybody knew how to play the, use the CD player, but we would get <laughs> sent them still. From whom? And we had like a full bin full of them. Do wait, do you have anything more to say about about Moon Panda really quick? Yeah, I think the last thing I would say about Sirens is that I also what else caught my attention was that fun kind of kind of like guitar mm-hmm. beat. That's got a good good That's rhythm nice. to it. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Otherwise, I like that sort of like pl- that uh that sort of muted driving little riff. The bum, bum, bum. Yeah. yeah. That's my impression. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, just, just a good song and really good song. like wouldn't have noticed it if it weren't for that hook. And now that I've listened to it a lot more, there's a lot to love. So yeah. Listen to more moon Panda, everyone. I'm excited cool. to listen to Rick fucking Dalton. Somebody's a Tarantino fan. Yeah. Should, should we go into the second set here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, just a heads up. I uh, much like Adam has continued in his like new music preferred genre from um, our last minisode. I've sort of continued in a similar similar musical vibe, um, but I have expanded a timeline. So we're gonna hear some things from the 2010s, something from the 1970s, but was released this year, and then something from the 80s. So let's start it off with uh, Tobias Gesso.
one and one half wandering Jews Free to wander wherever they choose Are traveling together in the sangre de Cristo In the blood of Christ mountains of New Mexico On the last leg of a journey they started a long time ago The arc of a love affair Rainbows in the high desert air Mountain passes slipping into stones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones Thinking back to the season before Looking back through the cracks of the door Two people were married The act was outrageous The bride was contagious She burned like a bride These events may have had some effect On the man with the girl by his side The arc of a love affair His hands rolling down her hair Love like lightning shaking till it moans Hearts and bones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones And whoa, 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 she said Why, why don't we drive through the night We'll wake up down in Oh, why? I don't know nothing about, nothing about no Mexico. And tell me why, why won't you love me for who I am, where I am? He said, cause that's not the way the world is, baby. This is how I love you, baby. This is how I love you, baby. One and one half wandering Jews return to their natural coasts. To resume old acquaintances and step out occasionally and speculate who had been damaged the most. Easy time will determine if these consolations will be their reward. The arc of a love affair waiting to be restored. Take two bodies and you twirl them into one Their hearts and their bones 
hearts and bones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones As, as a Fleetwood Mac uh, diehard connoisseur man, I'm like number die one. Diehard connoisseur man. I, I love me some Le- Fleetwood Mac. That should Mac. be there's your there's your uh, Lynch Cinematic Universe superhero name. I I'm more honestly Ian is a Christine McVie stan, and I'm I honestly inclined to agree with him. That's that's a classic Ian Cummings. It crush. it is the classic Ian <laughs> Cummings thing. He's like, listen, great. Adam. I, I, McVie is, McVie is killer, man. Listen. Listen, Adam. They're all, but they're good. Like, That's why they're a the band. No, it's true. We don't have to parse apart who's best. You know, we, we don't, don't have, have to, to be John or Paul George. people. We don't have to be John or Paul people. We can just be. Well, Ian's a George person anyway. Which and oh. Christine McVie is a is being a, a George, George person. Pig. Being a George person is such a cop out in the John Paul. It, <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, that's true. And if you're a Ringo person, you know you're just being a cock. You're <laughs> just being. Willfully combative. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's contrarian. That's true. Like everybody knows, you can like Ringo, but you're not going to pick him over the everybody. Everybody else knows that is nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. We, let's talk about. Let's finish these songs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Can't stop thinking about you, Tobias Jesso Jr. from his one and only album Goon from 2015. Um. Tobias has done a lot of songwriting for artists you've probably heard of. Um, he only has one album to his name, which is just full of really sort of nice, pretty simple homemade piano melodies and his voice and some like light production around him. They're all really nice songs. Um, um, he got kind of popular when Adele tweeted about his song from this album, uh, How Could You Babe? Um, that and Without You are two of his more well-known songs, but he uh, famously then wrote with Adele on um, on her most recent album, 25. He's been writing for people all over um, all over the industry. Um, so that's kind of how he earns his money. But I wish he'd write more of his own music because I really like this stuff. This song is like almost like painfully slow. <laughs> you know, when he starts the dun, 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 da, 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 dun, dun. Uh, it almost feels like it should be like double the time and you're like come on Tobias let's get to it do, 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 but like do, do, but I feel do, like he do, like Mr. Blue Sky yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I feel like he like he his songs sort of and this whole album which feels like such a collective like well-connected whole to me it's sort of like your patience is kind of rewarded um for just sort of like sitting with him so I've always been a big fan of big fan of this album um that's worth a listen um, well, that's a great contrast to what we were talking about earlier about that hook that you need. Um, it's nice to be able to sit down and really enjoy point. like uh, 
like just let it kind of like soak in the full experience, not just like have something that draws you in, but like really take it all in right. uh, all the little pieces together rather than just a hook. Yeah. And um, to add to that, what you were saying, this isn't one of those songs that hooked me to his music. Um, it yeah. would have been another one on the album that had something, it would have been probably either how could you babe or crocodile tears are the two songs on this album that really gripped me at first. And I was like, I should listen to this album and then, four more fruit so um we are speaks to the process good tie-in next neil young love is a rose you neil young fans uncle neil you guys know um the lost album homegrown came out this summer um originally recorded mid-70s between meant to be the second piece in his uh you know country folk rock uh trilogy between um harvest and comes a time never came out it's out now it's lovely you know i'm sure it's it's sure it's not what the final product would have been in whatever 75 74 what do you know what the situation why it never happened was it was it because was it because tonight's the night mess yeah because of tonight because of because of what's his name and in the his band guitarist from crazy horse who died yeah so they made did they make tonight's the night instead is that what happened i think so i mean yeah neil young was busy being making his ditch trilogy where he's like a fucking mess and like drunk clearly drunk on recordings uh but in like super like amazing like content he's making like super amazing songs like so especially raw, so especially considering the drunkenness yeah um, but like that was not the intent when he went into I don't know the mid seventies for him to make music like that. He was going to continue with the harvest stuff, but he became so disenchanted with fame and with his dead friend um, that yeah. this is what we got. And like that was uh, like why yeah like right after harvest when uh, um, what's the name of that of that live album? Uh, uh, time fades away. Yeah, when time yes. fades away is almost like. I think I've like seen interviews where he's like, it's almost like a direct fuck you to audiences. They're like, you think you've pinpointed me as an artist because yeah. I was in CSNY touring to huge crowds. And then harvest was super popular. Well, fuck you. I'm going to like release the, like the least palatable thing to this current market. And that reminds me of this like classic story about the tonight's the night, tonight's the night tour. He'd start off with tonight's the night, of course. And he'd play all these new songs. He wouldn't play a single one of his classic, like Harvest songs or CSNY songs, anything like that. And at the very end, he'd go, "All right, guys, you know, here's a song you've all heard before." And everybody goes crazy, like, "Yes, we're gonna get like, you know, uh, I don't know, like Heart of Gold." And he plays "Tonight's the Night Part Two. Yeah, so badass. <laughs> That's so Uncle Neil. Yeah, so great. And this uh, ties in kind of nicely because the thing I wanted to say about Neil Young was that, um, uh, honestly, I've been missing uh, Nieberg's um, harmonica skills recently because I've been Mm -hmm. playing a lot of Mellow My Mind, and Nieberg is probably uniquely... Oh, he's so well-suited to play Mellow My Mind. I was just just complimenting myself the other day for being well-suited to uh, hacking up the vocals to that. I feel like exactly. I feel like my impression of that Neil scream, baby mellow, my it works. Mind. It works really uniquely well for that song because I really nail yeah. how bad it is. That's funny. You yeah. should bring up the it's harmonica because progression. Yeah, maybe even more so than comes a time or harvest. Like 
that harmonica is all over homegrown and homegrown yeah. I feel like distinguishes itself from those two by being a little messier at least this recording that's come out now it's like really twangy and you can hear that a little bit in this song like the bass and some of the guitar stuff is just like i don't know it feels like it's evoking a guitar that you know it's got like like strings like hanging off of the the neck and yeah. like just feels like, like it's been electric it's just, yeah it feels like really messy and like the grunge version of 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 you know folk you know it feels like cool. it, feel, it feels really like like jug band music you know great album to listen to you could skip florida all right hearts okay. and bones paul simon paul simon's i hesitate to say paul simon's lost record but it feels like sort of a lost gem of his um you know everyone knows the simon and garfunkel stuff everyone knows the solo like paul simon Ryman simon crazy after all these years um and then everyone knows Graceland from 86 which is like his re like sort of public reintroduction where he like catches another wave of like music that's put you know like sort of like the Peter Gabriel like of the t- like embracing more yeah. foreign <laughs> if you will styles of music the world the african yeah the, yeah remember when you used to see those at like Starbucks like the CDs that were like yeah. world music in your eyes with like all the African drums, but like, right. Like, like, yeah, I'd like to get some Oriental food on the way home today. <laughs> like that same sort of thing. Orange chicken. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I feel like most people don't know about his album previous hearts and bones from 83 um, is better. I'm going to say it controversial opinion. It's a better album than Graceland. Wow. And it's, it feels like a perfect combination of, sort of like quintessential Simon. It's like the songwriting, the folk background, um, sort of, and you, and then you can see these little like elements of quote unquote world music that he started to mix in. Right. Which I think you can even hear those like, I don't know if they're bongos, I don't know what kind of drums there are, but they're sort of like the percussive like backbone of this whole, of, of, of Hearts and Bones, the song. Um, and they're almost so seamless that you don't notice them with like that really nice guitar picking line, that like acoustic picking line, that melody, that dun, 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 dun. His voice is so silky and smooth in this song. You know, it's about his divorce with Carrie Fisher. So it has that extra element of what intrigue. A, <laughs> what a life that you're Honest, married to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I know, right? As a, as a, <laughs> that's all. As a man that's like four, eight. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the only four eight man to date Carrie Fisher, much less <laughs> marry her. Well, allegedly, but there. I mean, honestly, there are songs and songs on this that are great. Allergies starts yeah. it. That's a good song. Hearts and Bones. When numbers get serious, think too much. B, which comes before think too much. A, because. Uh, <laughs> Song about the moon is a great little song. Train the distance is maybe the second best song on this album. Yeah, cars are cars is like a little bit of a forgettable Brian Wilson love you type situation. We can maybe skip that one. Cars, cars are cars. <laughs> and then I then, think I've actually heard that song before. It's not, it's, I think it's not like a good Caleb song. played it as a joke. That's not a good once. song. I don't think that's a good song. But that's really the only one yeah. that I think is a really good song. Oh, yeah, late, Caleb definitely played that to me as a joke. Have you heard? Once. Have you heard the late great Johnny Ace that ends the album? I have not. He, he 
sort of rolled out like years before. It was sort of like a song that never quite had a home. Um, uh, yes. I, don't, I don't know if it's like totally this album, but it makes quite a bit more sense than it does on anything else. And, you know, it's a bit, it's like a three part, like three vignette song. Oh, sure. It's very odd. Um, he rolled it out on, 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 on the old Letterman show in like 80 or 81 or 82 or something like that. But does any moment in this album top that part in uh, Graceland? I think the song is I Know What I Know, where she get, where it's a line that's like, uh, she said, you know what? You remind me of money. And I said, what do you mean? Do I really remind you of money? <laughs> that's a fun line. Simon I mean, Graceland's great. Mean? Like, I mean, yeah, Graceland I'm, is I'm, good. I'm not gonna shit on Graceland. I'm just we're saying, not, and they're different. And they're different. Graceland, I'm just saying, be, this should be. I'm just saying, a lot of the things should be paid to it. A lot of things people appreciate about yeah. Graceland can be very easily, simply traced back to Hearts and Bones, which is a lot. You know, I'm not. I'm not against the sort of longer concept albums, but Graceland to me, like, it, it's long. It's like there are all these like interlude sort of things it's like so you know it's like you're, you're to like college here, drop it's like you listen to college dropout and late registration and you're like okay kanye like i like the first three skits but like skits four through six i'm like can we just get to another six song you know so, so yeah. what you're telling me is that this is the uh metal to pink floyd's dark side of the moon or perhaps okay the okay. obscured by clouds to pink floyd's dark side of the moon where you can well, see the elements in there but uh, it's done in an interesting and different way where it's not a full concept. It's just got the same technical skills and elements in it. I'd say some of that's true, but I'd also, I also think that the difference between Graceland and... Um, oh, yeah. Hearts oh, and Bones Dark Side of the Moon is much better than Graceland. Well, also that. <laughs> but, but I think Dark Side of the Moon is also like a lot... It's a lot like tighter and cleaner, oh, yeah. you know? And yeah. not that Graceland is bad for being so, but it's like purposefully sort of like a protracted and more protracted situation a, whereas hearts and bones is like hearts and bones is then. two sides 10 songs it's short um it's yeah concise it's, it's a bunch of songs i think the comparison of obscured by clouds versus dark side of the moon is apt in that in some ways but obviously at a different level and caliber and different stuff but yeah anyways no, basically it just deserves Paul, like Paul uh, Simon. yeah it deserves deserves a little attention there are a lot of really lovely songs on there you know it's no garfunkel but what are you gonna do you work with what you got right yeah well thank you guys for joining us uh, again for another little uh little tidbit a little morsel of music this uh particular occasion uh we will of course have more music coming at you soon yeah